All right, it's the Keefe to the City Yankees podcast, and the Yankees win. They win all weekend. They sweep the Marlins over the weekend. They win Friday. They win Saturday. They win Sunday. The first time they've swept a team since June 15th, 16th, and 17th against the Blue Jays a long, long time ago. And it's the fourth time this season the Yankees have swept a series of at least three games. If you add in the two-game sweep over the Phillies, they've swept a team five times, but it's two games. So four and ten now. Uh, in series of at least three games with an opportunity to sweep pretty awful overall but hey maybe they'll start sweeping teams the rest of the way and they certainly have a chance to do so here over the next 10 days and we'll get to that but the story this weekend is Anthony Rizzo who the second he became a Yankee started hitting hasn't stopped I know it's only 13 plate appearances uh, but the guy single-handedly won the games on Friday and Saturday reaching base in eight of nine appearances the seven runs scored on Friday and Saturday, he scored five of them. He drove in the other two. On Sunday, he comes up with the game-tying hit in the eighth inning. The Marlins bring in Richard Blyer, a lefty to face him. He goes the other way, ties the game. The judge comes up, gives them the lead. They score another run on the errors. There you go, a sweep. And now, it wasn't like the new-look Yankees with Rizzo and Joey Gallo destroyed the Marlins. Not by any stretch. They scored 10 runs in the three games. They won all three games by two runs against a really bad Marlins team. That Yeah, they can pitch. They have good starting pitching. They have good arms. Their lineup's atrocious. Their defense is the fucking worst. And if not for bad defense, they lose on Sunday. That John Carlos Stanton ground ball in the eighth inning is an inning-ending double play. And the Marlins bobble it. They throw it away. Two, two errors on one play. Then Rizzo comes up, ties the game. Then the next inning, two errors on one play again. So four errors in the last two innings by the Marlins, that gave the Yankees the win. They might have gotten shut out if not for those errors. So the offense is still a problem. And Anthony Rizzo, no, he's not a problem, but the offense as a whole is a problem. To score 10 runs in that series, and really all three runs Sunday came as a result of errors, to extend innings, to put guys on base. So really seven runs that weren't a product of errors in three games against the Marlins. And yes, their starting pitching is great, but that's not going to cut it. Ten runs in a series, seven runs without errors in a series, it's just not going to cut it. And believe me, I'm happy. The Yankees won. They swept the series. They had to sweep. They won three games they had to win on the same three days that the Rays and Red Sox were playing each other. At the same time, the Rays swept the Red Sox to make... The AL East even more of a clusterfuck here now that the Yankees are only four games back of the Red Sox in the loss column, only six games back of the Rays in the loss column. The division is still in play. It is. It's it's improbable, but it's not impossible that they could get to, say, the 96-win threshold and win the division. It's not likely because they pissed away April and May and June and most of July. Can't do that if you want to be a division winner, unless you're going to play like 750, 800 baseball for two months. And they're at this point now where they have to play almost 700 baseball for two months if they want to win a division. But when it comes to the offense, there's been a power drought here. If you look at the everyday expected regular lineup for the rest of the season, DJ LeMahieu, no home run since June 26th. Gio Urshela, no home run since July 4th. Aaron Judge, no home runs since July 10th. Yes, I know he missed some time, but still, he's either not healthy or not hitting home runs. Joey Gallo has had one home run since July 10th. Gary Sanchez, no home runs since July 20th. John Carlos Stanton, no home runs since July 20th. Glaber Torres, no home runs since July 21st. So that's seven 
of the Yankees expected everyday players who are just not hitting homers. The team's not homering. They hit two home runs in this entire series. Anthony Rizzo had both of them. And if they don't trade for Rizzo and they only make the trade for Gallo, they lose this series and most likely get swept by the Marlins without Rizzo in the lineup. That's how much of a difference he made. And I guess this is the way of saying they're due. I guess they're going to get hot here as they get home. I mean, they have to. This upcoming homestand here, seven games, three against the Orioles, four against the Mariners, games they have to win, you'd expect the bats to go off here. They're more than due. It's an entire lineup with no power. So I'm looking forward to the ball flying out of Yankee Stadium this week. I'm looking forward to them beating up on bad Orioles pitching. That's what they need to do. They need to destroy these bad teams, and they'll see a lot of them here. The next 10 days, they've got three against Baltimore, four against Seattle, then three on the road in Kansas City. 10 games, they need to win these games. I'm not saying go 10-0, that's, <laughs> that's not realistic, but they could do that. That That's the difference in the talent level between the Yankees on paper and these other three teams on paper. They could do that. If they did do that, fuck, the standings will look a whole lot different come the end of next week. I'm not expecting that, though. I am expecting seven wins. They have to play 700 baseball to get to where I think they need to be. So 700 baseball is 7-3 and three over these 10 games. No matter how they get them, I don't care. Just get seven wins. Anything more, be fucking awesome. But seven is, is the number. And from a lineup standpoint, DJ LeMahieu and Gio Urshela over the weekend, neither of them started any of the three games, which is crazy. If you trade for Anthony Rizzo and Joey Gallo, but then LeMahieu and Urshela don't play and Gardner and Wade have to play. It's like you didn't even trade for Rizzo and Gallo because you're still putting automatic outs into the lineup. Uh, but apparently they weren't hurt enough to not play at all because Urshela ended up playing on Friday and Saturday and LeMahieu ended up coming into the games on Friday and Sunday. So just unnecessary rest from Aaron Boone at a time when there cannot be unnecessary rest. There just can't be. You gave out so much unnecessary rest the first four months of the season that you're in this position you're in now and that can't continue i'd hope we can see the real fucking lineup here at some point it better be on monday i don't have anywhere days off people need come on um also on sunday the yankees announced scumbag Domingo herman was placed on the injured list with shoulder inflammation so this is either the yankees sort of circumventing the injured list and putting him on there to give him a rest considering he hasn't pitched in two years uh and to put andrew haney in the rotation and Heaney will start on Monday his first Yankee start against the Orioles or Herman actually is hurt and it wouldn't be that surprising he was ta- he was taken out after four innings on Saturday and going back to his start before that against the Red Sox when he had no hitter through seven and Aaron Boone exceeded his pitch count by like almost whatever it was 20 pitches almost because he put the individual accomplishment of a far-fetched no-hitter that he was never going to get given his pitch count it was an idiotic move he put that above the team winning the game and if you look back at that weekend now against Boston if Chad Green doesn't blow that 3-1 ninth inning lead and Jonathan Loisega doesn't come in and blow a four-run lead after the scumbag Herman no-hitter almost then you have the Yankees and Red Sox tied in the loss column the Yankees would actually have a better record at this point if they hadn't just not played the Red Sox at all. <laughs> so those 13 games against the Red Sox are what's holding the Yankees out of a playoff spot. Those 13 games without them, they'd be 53 and 38. The Red Sox would be 53 and 41. But they have played and the Red Sox have taken care of business against the Yankees in those games and they've created the separation on their own. They didn't need to rely on other teams to beat the Yankees. They did it all by themselves. 
and they still have six games left against each other. More importantly, the Rays and the Red Sox still have 10 games left against each other, and the Rays are good, and it's not great that they have a six-game loss column advantage over the Yankees because the Rays have great pitching. It's hard to ever see them suffer an extended losing streak because of how good their pitching is and how well they play at the trap. The Yankees, hey, they've gotten here within striking distance. They're right there. Fangraphs gives them a 53.3% chance at reaching the playoffs, 12.1% at the division, 41.2% at a wildcard berth, and now they'll play three awful teams. The last place Orioles were 30 games under 500. A Mariners team that's fallen apart, losing four of the last five since that unexpected trade to create turmoil in their clubhouse. And then the Royals, who are a fourth place team who just got swept by the Blue Jays over the weekend. And the Blue Jays are right there too, don't forget that. They are tied in the last column with the Yankees. And the Blue Jays look like a completely different team now that they have starting pitching. And and no one's really talking about them. Everyone's talking about how the Rays jumped the Red Sox. The Red Sox are fading. Here come the Yankees. The Blue Jays are kind of this afterthought. And I, uh, I love the Blue Jays roster. So I'm not forgetting about the Blue Jays. The AL East is now a mess. You have four teams here all vying for postseason berths. At most, three can go. One is a division winner. The other two would have to meet in the one-game playoff wild card game. It's going to be tough here these last two months. It's going to be tough, and that's why you need to play everyone every day. That's why John Carlos Stanton plays the field for the fucking first time in two years, two days in a row. Now he can't play Sunday, or LeMahieu and Urshela can't start games but can finish them. It just makes no sense. The Yankees have to win every game, essentially. Every game's a playoff game. Can't waste any more days. Wasted four months of days. And this week against Baltimore, against Seattle, and next week against Kansas City is so enormous. It's so enormous that you can't have Brett Gardner in the lineup. You can't have Tyler Wade in the lineup. You just can't. And Tyler Wade, yes, he played an outstanding third base on Sunday. It's probably his best game ever as a Yankee or in the top two because he has never really had a great game in his major league career. But that didn't just stop John Sterling from saying this after uh, an amazing play at third base on Sunday. And it's hit on the ground a third. Diving stop, Wade. Long throw in time. Great play by Tyler Wade. Every time Wade plays, he shows why he is a good player. Is he a great hitter? Not at all. But he can do so many other things to help the team. He just made a really great play against Aguilar. I love John. I I do. I love him. But you can't say that, John. You can't say that Tyler Wade is such a good player. And yes, you admit it. He can't hit. The fielding's not always there. His base running is horrible. He's either getting caught stealing or he's running into outs on the bases. He's not a good player. He's not. And he can't play anymore. Unless an emergency situation, he should not be playing. Same goes for Brett Gardner. Same goes for Rugen Odor. Play the real lineup. I'm sure, you know, with Aaron Boone's obsession here of going lefty, righty, or righty, lefty all the way through, or as much as he can, you're probably going to see LeMahieu leading off because Glaber Torres, his, his short time as a leadoff hitter was awful. So you're going to see like LeMahieu, Gallo, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, something like that. I would personally go LeMahieu, Judge, Gallo, Rizzo, Stanton, but he's not going to put lefties back to back. He doesn't want to put righties back to back. So you're going to see the first combination, LeMahieu, Gallo, Judge, Rizzo, Stanton, and then after that, you're going to be forced to put righties. You're going to be forced to put Sanchez or Torres after Stanton, and then the other one after the other one, and all the way down until you get to Greg Allen, who should be the everyday starting center fielder, not Brett Gardner. Not Brett Gardner. So the Yankees, they did what they had to do this weekend. Wasn't pretty. Not by 
any stretch of the imagination, scoring 10 runs in three games over the Marlins and seven without errors isn't pretty. But the pitching was there. They got the three wins. They now have to go 40 and 18 here over the last 58 games to get to 96 wins, which would win them the division, which would win me my preseason over 95 and a half win wager. They would be awesome. Huge games this week. Andrew Heaney gets it going on Monday night at Yankee Stadium against the Orioles. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening. I'll be back after the game to talk about it.